having a versatile, high-quality piece of clothing feels great. But having a whole closet full of favorites feels even better. American Giant puts the quality, durability, and comfort they're famous for into everything you need for your spring days. From premium t-shirts and jeans to lightweight French terry joggers and their legendary best hoodie ever. Get 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's American-Giant.com, code S-T-A-P-L-E, 20. I've been tracking Sasquatches for 25 years. My American global awakening to the new world order. Pardon my American artificial intelligence Pardon my American Do you believe in UFOs? Yes, sir. Extraterrestrial. Pardon my American. Oh, yeah. That fucking beat, man. Dig it. It's like our neighbor right now. Dude, your neighbor's pumping that Pantera. Dude, he is all day long, bro. Lamb of God. Hey, I want to say good for him. He's cleaning up that shithole, bro. Yeah. He is. About fucking time. Nancy, you're gone. You're out of here. You're fired. You're fired. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, man, you ready to rumble? I am. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Are you ready to rumble? In the right corner, we have Gregory Williams. I'm ready. Yes, you guys, we are here. Uh, welcome to Risky Business episode Deuce. Deuce. All right. wow. This is the shit episode we of the two. Dropping the doozy here. Yeah. No, if you guys uh, aren't aware, we just did an episode on our on our YouTube channel. You guys yeah. are more than welcome to go get that vibe. It's about an hour long. That a lot of is. interesting topics. Uh, you know, it was fun. Yeah. And this is going to be our free-for-all. Yeah, and if you're listening on audio, go watch this video on Rumble. Yeah. Leave it a Rumble, and yeah, yeah. subscribe to our channel. There yeah, you man. go. There you go. Okay. Easy enough. So, yeah, today uh, we will be talking about this nine-minute clip, and it was an interview on another show that we'll we'll discuss later, but of Dr. Bridal. Okay, this is Brian... Br- is it Brittle? Byram Bridal. It's actually Bridal. Is it Bridal? Like a bridal shower? Yeah, but it's uh, B-R-I-D-L-E. Okay. okay. I'm going to call him Brittle. So now scroll on down. This is who this <laughs> man is. Byram. This This whole page was really just to describe who this man is, okay? So yeah. he is an associate professor and viral immunologist in the Department of Pathobiology at the University of... Oh. I'm just going to... Oh. It says G-U-E-L-P-H. So you guys uh, figure that one out. His research interests include developing a better understanding of how the immune system responds to viral infections as well as designing immunotherapies for treatments of cancers and infectious diseases. Mm -hmm. Okay, so he also is passionate about teaching immunology and contributing to the training of Canada's next generation of researchers. So he's he's a Canadian. Hey, yes, and you will tell because he says a boot. A couple okay. times, okay? Because he's a boot. All right. He's a young lad. It looks like he's a younger lad. He Well, so eager, yeah. Eager to learn. Eager he's to eager teach. to learn. He, he's eager to teach. So Leaguer? Leaguer to teach. He's leaguer. Leaguer. He's leaguer, 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 leaguer. <laughs> so anyway, if we, we go to this interview. Now, during this interview, this is from On Point with Alex Pearson, okay? Oh, it's Alex? And so... It's a great pose. We're just going to play this mm-hmm. and... You know, we can we can direct Chris to stop the audio, and then we can discuss kind of what the guy says. So is this kind of like a review of a of a uh, interview? Kind of, yeah. And because Reaction. I because yeah. when I listened to this interview, it was pretty damning, okay. and I got a little worried. And 
I don't know if we need to be that worried, but I'm hoping that we can just discuss. Well, that. I think we're going to have some discussions on this because yeah. we had talked about it a little bit before. I think there's some there's some different ways to look at this thing. Exactly, so, but it's it's worth knowing. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So here we go. Let's start this out. What up, world? I'm Tosh Crystal. Wait a second. I'm we got an ad. Oh, fucking over the past Turn that shit down. Years, just yak it I worked with everyone just, from uh, Drake to catch. Fast forward 15 seconds there. Hit that little blink, blink, blink. Safe for kids. There we go. Um, certainly there's yeah. a big push to get kids as young as 12 the shot as soon as possible. But um, not everyone's confident about it. Even if you're not an anti-vaxxer, there are a lot of parents who are kind of nervous about putting something into their kids. Um, and yeah. then I read that there have been several dozen cases of heart problems in teens and young adults which Israel is now looking into, um, and what they're looking into, which they'll release the results of, are why mostly males, not all, but around 22 years of age and younger, are getting heart inflammation. So one to four days after getting the shot, um, they get like a shortness of breath, a fatigue, and some very specific chest pain. It's mild, so right. no one's gotten really sick or died. Yeah, so pause it real quick. So this, she's going into the topic that we've discussed before, which is should your 12-year-old or teen, yeah. me getting this shot in the first place. Exactly. And I've, in the, in my opinion, humbly, I would say no. Me too. Because you're not in the age group that's at risk. Right? Yeah. I mean, listen, even if you're 30, you might not be in the age group yep. that's at risk. But <clears throat> I'm certainly not going to be okay with like my teen. I don't have a teen, but my teen child getting the shot for me. Yeah. Yeah. You'd show them the science, right? The mm-hmm. CDC data is out there. And you look at the most susceptible people and Anybody below the age of 65 is yeah. a very, very low. Well, and I do want to say that she had brought up that within three or four days of getting the shot, you're having a lot of pre 22 year olds who are having shortness of breath, yeah. chest congestions, pains, Myo- other such things. Myocarditis. So, what's funny to me is that uh, when I'm at work and I ha- there's people that come in and back, man, I just got my second shot, and you could tell they're fucking out of it, bro. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I just I can't breathe well. I'm like, yeah, it sounds like you got COVID. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get the shot, you're basically getting COVID. Yeah. You and get shortness of breath, that's all the symptoms of COVID. Exactly. So, you know, is it, it, you know, who knows what it is. But, but so, so she's kind of just talking about the symptoms and what the researchers are looking into and why people are kind of skeptical of giving this shit to their kids. Absolutely. Right? Yep. So here we go. Let's, let's press play and move on. But you want to know what you don't know if you're going to put something into your kids. Mm-hmm. Let us bring in Dr. Byram Bridal. He's an associate professor of viral immunology at the University of Guelph. Doctor, you've been very, um, you know, uh, very open um, on this whole issue. And, and so, just in case everyone was le- wanting to know how to pronounce that, it's Guelph. Oh, Guelph. Guelph. That's a okay. horrendous <laughs> name. I say it's not Guelph. 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 That sounds like something your appendage, like some part of your body does that you don't want it to. Like no, that's, that's Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guelfed in my shorts. Yeah, that's, that sounds like I definitely guelfed in guelfed. my pants. Yeah. God, Greg, you got to get, out, get I, control I, that guelph. I went out on a date last night and I guelfed, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. I ruined it. Terrible word. All right, here we go. You know, so you're she's, not an anti-vaxxer by any stretch, but what do you think about this inflammation in the heart? And, and is, is it an actual threat? Yeah, thanks for having me on, Alex. Uh, yeah, as you said, I'm very much pro-vaccine, but always making sure that the science is done properly and that we follow the science carefully before going into uh, you know public rollout of vaccines. So pause um, it real quick. I, I hope you're right. So this guy, I've listened to other interviews and other presentations from this guy, yeah. Dr. Byram, right? And he is pro-vaccine 100% Absolutely. when it's done right. 
And he says even that the, the vaccines are some of the best medication that we actually have on this planet. And he also says that... Um, These are other interviews. Th- this is another presentation, yeah, okay. where he says that one thing about looking at all of this data is to not become hesitant about vaccines. Yes. Like, there are certain vaccines that, that know their shit. And when you have this data like this, it shows you, I mean... He goes on in his presentation saying most vaccines take 10 years to develop. Yeah. And this one was rolled out in less than a year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think he has a good point. Like, right. Like after you have given it out, you see like where you need to adjust things and fix things. And over the course of 10 years, exactly. You, you come out with a really solid medicine that will help people. Well, you have you have long term effects. Like, is yes. there any long term side effects to this? We don't know. We don't know yet. And based off of what he's saying with 10 years, like we might not know for another eight. We might not know, (laughs) you know, which is the scary part. So just letting you guys know that this guy is pro vaccine and he has stated that and he's proved it. And he used to be pro COVID vaccine until he discovered something. So here we go. Let me run with this a little bit, Alex. I'll I'll provide I I, I can I'll forewarn you and your your listeners that um, the story I'm about to tell is is a bit of a scary one. Um, This is cutting edge science. Uh, there's a couple of key um, pieces of scientific information that have become privy to just within the past few days that has uh, made the final link. Uh, to, so we understand now, myself and some key co- international collaborators, we understand exactly why these problems are happening and, and many others associated with these vaccines. And the story is a bit of a scary one. So just to brace you for this, but I'm going to walk you through this. The, the science that, that I'm going to be talking about. Um, I don't have the time here to describe exactly the scientific data, but let me assure you that everything that I'm stating here, that I'm going to state right now, is completely backed up by peer-reviewed scientific publications in uh, well-known and uh, well-respected scientific journals. I have all of this information uh, in hand. I'm in the process of madly trying to put it all into uh, a, a document that I can ho- hopefully circulate widely, so your listeners are going to be the first to hear the public release of this conclusion. Mm. And I'll, I can Sounds back very it up ominous. with science. Very so ominous. This is what it is. Okay, here we go. The SARS coronavirus 2 has a spike protein on its surface. That spike protein is what it allows it to infect our bodies. That is why we've been using the spike protein in our vaccines. The vaccines we're using get our cells in our body to manufacture that protein. If we can mount an immune response against that protein, in theory, we, we can prevent this virus from infecting the body. That's the theory behind the vaccine. However, when studying the disease, severe COVID-19, everything that you've just described, heart problems, lots of problems with the cardiovascular system, bleeding and clotting is all associated with severe COVID-19. And and, and doing that research, what has been discovered by a scientific community is the spike protein on its own is almost entirely responsible for the damage to the cardiovascular system if it gets into circulation. Indeed, if you inject the, the purified spike protein into the blood of research animals, they get all kinds of damage to the cardiovascular system, and it can cross the blood-brain barrier and cause damage to the brain. Okay, so pause this now, real quick. So this is something that has been called out. Mm-hmm. So remember that the ex-head of Pfizer yeah. has said that mRNA vaccines have caused nothing but problems in our previous studies, and he calls out the animal research. And essentially, like the the aneurysms, the blood clots, the the basically all this shit that goes wrong with the lab animals. But what they do to the lab animals is intravenous 
injection. So they go directly into the bloodstream, baby. Yeah. Right? Passes it through quickly. So, yeah, and that's what he was saying is that when you have your body generating this stuff in your blood, Mm -hmm. it can get through your blood-brain barrier even and into your brain causing aneurysms, causing blood clots. Which is deadly. Everywhere, right? Yeah, deadly. So he's going to talk about the local injection site. And now this is where I found it interesting. Okay. Okay? All right. Here we go. First glance, that doesn't seem too concerning because we're injecting these vaccines into the shoulder muscle. The assumption all up until now has been that these vaccines behave like all of our traditional vaccines, that they don't go anywhere other than the injection site. So they stay in our shoulder. Some of the protein will go to the local draining lymph node in order to activate the immune system. However, th- this is where the cutting edge science has come in, this, and this is where it gets scary. Um, through a request for uh, information from the Japanese regulatory agency, myself and several international collaborators have been able to get access to what's called a biodistribution study. It's the first time ever that uh, scientists have been privy to seeing where these messenger RNA vaccines go after vaccination. In other words, is it a safe assumption that it stays in the shoulder muscle? The short answer is absolutely not. It's uh, very disconcerting. The spike protein gets into the blood, circulates through the blood in individuals uh, over several days post-vaccination. It accumulates, once it gets in the blood, it accumulates in a number of tissues such as the spleen, the bone marrow, uh, the liver, the adrenal glands. Uh, One that's of particular concern for me is uh, it accumulates at quite high concentrations in the ovaries. Mm-hmm. And um, and then also a publication that was just accepted for uh, a, a scientific paper, just accepted for publication uh, that, that backs this up, looked at 13 uh, young healthcare workers that had received the Moderna vaccine, which is the other messenger RNA-based vaccine we have in Canada. And they, they confirmed this. They found the spike protein in circulation, so in the blood of 11 of those 13 healthcare workers that had received the vaccine. Uh, what this means is, so we have known for a long time that the spike protein is a pathogenic protein. It is a toxin. It can cause damage in our body if it gets into circulation. Now we have clear-cut evidence that the vaccines that make our bodies, or the muscles, or the cells in our, in our deltoid muscles, right, manufacture this protein. That the vaccine itself plus the protein gets into blood circulation. When in circulation, the spike protein can bind to the receptors that are on our platelets and the cells that line our blood vessels. When that happens, it can do one of two things. It can either cause platelets to clump, and that can lead to clotting. That's exactly why we've been seeing clotting disorders associated with these vaccines. It can also lead to bleeding. And, of course, the heart's involved. It's a key part of the cardiovascular system. That's why we're seeing heart problems. So remember, when Dr. Ron Paul was talking about how scary this was because the doctors couldn't fucking figure out how to cure this thing. Yeah. Right. When you had patients having blood clots, usually what do you give them? Blood thinner. Yeah. But you can't do that because they're bleeding out, too. Yep. So if you give them a blood thinner, they're going to bleed out even more. It's like a double edged sword, bro. So it's how do you treat the blood clot with the blood bleeding? Right. Yeah. And this fucking is a perfect explanation for it because it binds to both. Mm -hmm. It's a vasodilator. So it makes your veins open up your arteries, whatever the fuck making you bleed and it sticks to your platelets, which are little tiny cells that are responsible for clotting. They, they make the scab. If you ever have a scab on your, I mean, I'm no doctor. It doesn't sound great. (laughs) No, it's my two cents. 
So this is the thing. He's saying that... On a low level. <laughs> it just doesn't sound great. He's saying that it's this... It's about time we do something about it's a boot. <laughs> now, this is getting crazy, Hugendur. Yeah. <laughs> That's German. So, there we so go. here we go. It's, it's, it's escaping the local injection site, okay. right? And per his kind of repertoire, he's saying that that's not normal. No. Normally, when you get a shot, it stays in your freaking muscle, and then that's where it just does its yeah, shit. Helps, helps you out, yeah. But this is actually getting into the shoulder muscle. The muscle is then generating the spike protein. The spike protein is also being generated into your blood via this vaccine. Which is leading to... All of these issues. Blood issues, heart issues, and other such things. Spleen, right? ovaries. So, yeah, because yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. Well, so, so we here, got like three minutes left of this. Here we go. Let's let's finish it up. Yeah. The There's protein actually it can also cross the blood-brain barrier and cause neurological damage. Here we That's go. why also in the fatal cases of blood clots, many times it's seen in the brain. And pause it. And uh, also... He also said blood-brain barrier, right? And you've seen people after the shot with the shakes and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Uncontrolled. Where their that, tongue, like, is... You saw that with the It's guy all the nervous it, system. like, fucking waving. What? I never, I never seen that Yeah, one. there's a video of a guy whose tongue was just, like... It's twitching. You twitching see Eric Clapton. He said that he, he it was the worst... Decision he's ever made. Eric Clapton, man. Getting the vaccine because yeah. he can't play the guitar like he once did. Yeah. Because of neurological symptoms, because this shit can get past that barrier. Yeah. And then once that happens, it can get into your spinal fluid and who the fuck knows where it's going to go there. Yeah, I mean, that, that can control your whole body. And we're not going to know. I mean, this is something that you don't know over the course of years, like how much of an effect this is going to have on you. You know, you don't know when it's going to attack. Exactly. So it's like sleeping dormant. Yeah. And then what can trigger this spike protein to all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. resurgent? Go ahead and play this. Okay, here we go. I want to finish well, this up. Concern is, um, there's also evidence of a, of a study. This has not yet been accepted for publication yet. This one, they were trying to show that the antibodies from the vaccine get transferred through breast milk. And the idea was this may be a good thing because it prefer, would confer some passive protection to babies. However, what they found inadvertently was that the, the uh, vaccines, the messenger RNA vaccines, actually get transferred through the breast milk. It was delivering the vaccine vector itself uh, into infants spike that protein. are breastfeeding. Also, with this, now we know the spike protein gets into circulation. Any proteins in the blood will get concentrated in breast milk. Looking into the adverse event database in the United States, we have found evidence of suckling infants experiencing bleeding disorders in the gastrointestinal tract. So okay, let me pause you there because I've only got about forty-five seconds left. I mean, the bottom line: this is scare a lot of people. This this message, yes. So, so this has implications for blood donation. Right now, Canadian Blood Canadian Blood Services is saying people that who have been vaccinated can donate. We don't want transfer of these uh, pathogenic spike proteins to fragile patients who are being uh, transfused with that blood. This has implications for uh, infants that are suckling, and this. This has serious implications for people for whom SARS coronavirus 2 is not a high risk pathogen and that includes all of our children. In short, the conclusion is we made a big mistake. We didn't realize it until now. We thought the spike protein was a great target antigen. We never knew the spike protein itself was a toxin and was a pathogenic protein. So by vaccinating people, we are inadvertently inoculating them with a toxin. In some people, this gets into circulation. And when that happens in some people, it can cause damage, especially to the cardiovascular system. And I have many other, I don't have time, but many mm-hmm. other legitimate questions about the long-term safety, therefore, of this vaccine. Right. For example, with it accumulating in the ovaries, one of my questions is, will we be rendering young people infertile, some of them infertile? 
We'll stop there. Okay. I know it's heavy hitting, but I have, I well, I'm up against the clock. Okay. I need like pause it. That's it. Let's discuss. So, <laughs> the blood transfusions. Chris, can you please look this up? I'm going to have you go for a second here. I got to look something up. Look up. Um, those who have received the vaccine cannot donate blood or something along those lines. Like um, COVID-19 vaccines, uh, people who have received the COVID-19 vaccine cannot donate blood. And I know we, we have it shared on our, our uh, Telegram, but essentially it's a video. Uh, and and I, I, it might be hard to find, but it's actually news. It's someone. It's like it might be ABC News down there. So what does that say? I scroll on down. No, yeah. Um, I'll I'll try to find it real quick. But essentially, there's a news clip saying, if you have received the vaccine, you cannot donate blood. Yes, because we don't even need to find it. It's not that big of a deal, man. We, we, yeah, can, we it, use it as right a here. reference. But it's right here. I I can play it on my phone, but um, this I, is. I mean, I mean, some local freaking. Ah, oh, I see. There you go. Yeah, look for uh, that video right there. You want my phone, or you good? Okay. I, you know, I, I don't know how. It's important. Scroll the other way. Here you go. Yeah. So, and it's essentially, just, it's you got. I mean, this is that's circulated. We 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 don't necessarily have to have that. They're, yeah. They're saying that they're concerned about people donating blood. Well, if you think about it, because yeah. you have had COVID. Yes. Right. Yes. You have the antibodies already. Yep. If you put this shit into your body, yep. There's a chance that it could make you go fucking wild, dude. And like I'm talking good way, like superhero. I'm wild? talking perma boner. All right. Yes. You're just walking around with a boner all the time. No, but I'm uh, to be serious. It could fuck you up, man. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't want to get this. so. First and foremost, um, it's a that's a little bit different of how we. Yeah, like what we just did is a little different than what we normally. For sure, do. yeah. We actually played out a full nine minute interview. I think it's it's deserving to hear, which is why you wanted to play it because I yeah. think he makes a lot of great points. Now he's one doctor. Yep. He obviously said that he has a lot of things to back this up, which is all great. But like anything else, we have to make sure that we understand this is one man's opinion. And he sees the evidence that we haven't seen yet. She goes on to say that right after, yes. right after, right where we cut it off. There. With that being said, I think it's very important because this, this in lies the concern with this vaccine. Now we had this discussion earlier and you know, I, I kind of was talking to you about where I felt like we're losing ground here a little bit Oops. on this situation. Yeah. And I think the problem is, is we tend to get in the weeds sometimes, or I, I should say fanatic people tend to get, kind of go in the weeds with yeah, shit yeah. and kind of muddies the water up. My big concern with this is not that your choice to have a vaccine. You're welcome to put whatever you want in your body. If you feel like this is what you need in your life to make your life better. Yeah. And you have talked to your doctor and you feel safe with it by all means, you should be able to do so. I don't want to be told that I have to take this. And I also don't want to be segregated into a certain area for people that don't have this. Absolutely. That is where the real problem is. And I think that having this information is crucial because it is Biden just came out. I think what 45 minutes ago, man, he, did you see this? He came out about 45 minutes ago and was saying June is going to be a quote month of action. Ah. He wants 70% of Americans to be vaccinated by 4th of July. They're having a real hard push. We saw this. If you guys go back and watch our YouTube video we just did earlier, we had West Virginia's governor who came out with his fucking bulldog. Bulldog. It yeah. was like, you know, if you're not going to do it for you or you're not going to do it for your family, do it for baby dog. Okay. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a very uh, evident push 
for this. And yeah. what you said and what we had talked about earlier with like 10 years. I mean, I, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I want to be very, very clear. I'm Media. not really for it or against it. I think yeah. there's Media. great reasons yeah. to have it. I think the ones that are out there that, you know, some of our kids have. No, and you guys, like the science does make sense. But there are people that are susceptible to risks. Absolutely. And that's what he he also says in his other presentations is saying that this is a small amount of people for sure. But it, the risk exists and people need to know about it. But see, all this, yes, and all this can be resolved with the idea of having your own choice with it. Yeah. Because a person who is a self-claimed anti-vaxxer has the right to say, hey, I don't want that fucking toxic shit in my kids. And I respect that 1,000%. Yep. And the person that says, no, you need it, I respect you wanting it. But the truth is, is we don't know what the fuck. That was my issue with this all the time. I, I appreciate Trump trying to get the ball rolling on it. He did the fast track to get this thing going. I think that was... He still supports it, you know, to and a lot he does. Of ways. Yeah, that's I mean, that's still a big, you know, thorn in his side for a lot of his supporters, too, for some for sure. So, but the the idea is, is we don't know what's going to happen in five years. I mean, we've already seen we know um, what the governments want to happen. They want lower populations. They want right. They want to cut meat out of our lives. But why though? they want to cut oil out of like, our lives. Wh- why would they want a smaller population? Because I have a I have a bizarre theory because I was talking to Big Ron about it. Okay. Oh, I'd like to hear it. I think yeah. if you're asking me, I yeah. think it's control. I think it's control. I think a smaller population is easier to control. For sure. I think uh, their agenda, and they may wholeheartedly believe it, but when you're talking about cutting out oil of our lives and running electrical, yeah. when you're talking about um, you know food and everything else, yeah, um, yeah we've seen an, uh, a hack on the meat program. We mm-hmm. talked about that. We saw a hack on the oil program, which damaged that. Now, there's many, many uh, articles that come out saying in the next 20 to 30 years, we could see even more of a decline in population. And at some point, it almost feels like they push this things, these things, knowing that there's going to be issues. I mean, I hate yeah. to be conspiratorial because that's not me. But, dude, when he's talking about being fertile. Infertile. Infertile. Yeah. yeah. Chris, it's cool, man. You, we, It's all good. Like, how I mean, scary is that, knowing that you're children? You know? That's the thing. And... If this is about depopulation, what a better way to do it than have people willingly step into that? Well, that would be going and saying that they intentionally made it this way. And I'm not going to go. I'm not going to personally step on that ground right now. My thing is it is very irresponsible yeah. to be pumping people and, and pushing vaccines on everyone when you're not entirely sure what, you know, how well this is going to work. Well, but not only that, phase three, but not only that. Yes. So exactly. So what, what the doctor said in his other presentation and it's, it's Byram Bridal. You guys can look him up, Dr. Byram Bridal. Yeah. And he was basically saying, you know, it usually takes 10 years to develop these vaccines. This was rolled out in less than a year. What everybody doesn't know, whether they like it or not, is they're part of the phase three trials. And the phase three trials are hundreds of thousands of participants, and it takes years to study the long-term effects. Yes. So I don't know if the FDA... Where do you get... Have you ever seen like, hey, we were going to give you a vaccine as a trial. Where do you even sign up for that shit? Who who signs (laughs) up for it? Yeah. And Why would you do that? That's why they're pushing so many people to get it. And why would you push so many people to get it when they don't want to get it? You know what I mean? You're you're having to bribe people. We've never seen this ever for any medication. Which I think is the most alarming thing about it. It is, yeah. Because had they come out and been like, hey, we got this vaccine, it's there for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, think how many people would have gotten the vaccine 
mm-hmm. had they just came out and said, like, you know, I think the vaccine will help. Here it is. These are the companies that are doing it. Uh, you know, it's a good idea to do it. Look into it. But not only that, but don't suppress the other treatments. Yes. Hydroxychloroquine, they suppressed the fuck out of that. They, they said it was illegal, and then the FDA flip-flopped and made it legal again. But it's not just that. You also are not promoting health in America. Yes. Because that is yeah. the number one reason that we could all stop this shit. Are you healthy? Yeah. Are you overweight? You know, how is your how's your immune system in general? Yeah. So when the governors were all offering people millions of dollars, right, for the, yeah. you know, if you take yeah, the, you'll the be, you'll be in the, the COVID vaccine lottery, right? In McDonald's gift cards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> pretty much, right? Yeah. yeah. But I said, imagine, I tweeted this. I said, imagine if they did this for something healthy. Like if they, you lose so much weight, we'll, we'll put you in a drawing. Dude, I got to be honest with you. I would, I would, I would more support that as a taxpayer. Yeah. If you came out and said, you know what, instead of initiatives for bad behavior, let's go, you know, if you as a person, let's say this, you're unhealthy. If you are a person who's 40, 50 pounds overweight, if you can lose 30, 40 pounds and you can show through a doctor's note that you have lost 40 pounds in the next six months. Yeah. You'll get a tax. De- uh, and, and a picture with a newspaper. We need to have that. Right. You a have to have note, you with note. a pre newspaper and then a today's newspaper. A doctor's note is all I need. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> I got to see can, the If you can show. <laughs> That you've made better your life and you know got yourself into a healthy situation. Why not give them a tax write off or give them a tax? Cut? Absolutely, like that helps me. Well, you're, it you're helps insurance tax. businesses exactly. But I, who pays into all these insurance companies? We all do exactly. My insurance pays for everybody's insurance, right? That's how yeah. this all works. I would be more than happy to say you get a fifty dollar rebate or a hundred dollar, thousand dollar rebate if you decide to make healthier decisions. So that's so that this is my question. It, it begs the question: Do they want us to be fucking sick? Well, I think we, that's been a long-term statement, right? Yeah. That they want us sick because they, we rely on the goods that they yeah, offer, which exactly. is pharmaceuticals. Yeah. And sure, I, I do think that part of me, there's a part of me that thinks that they're dumb and they're naive and they're pushing this because they genuinely feel like it's, their, and that, that's stupid to even say that because I don't think their agenda is that. Yeah. But I think they're pushing this and they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And then you got people like Fauci who are coming out lying. You yeah. see on the emails, he's fucking lying. And these are the these are the people that they're listening to for advice. The CDC, the WHO, and all this other shit—they're yeah. lying to you. Well, but Fauci did a paper in 2005 on hydroxychloroquine, and it's a wonder drug for the SARS yes coronavirus. And he's lying now. Yes. And not only is he lying, but these people actually are believing him wholeheartedly. That's yeah. the real fucking problem. It's it's actually just a stupidity. But he he drives everybody to lie. So it's yes. Fauci's decisions. It's the World Health Organization who is driving everybody, companies, media, everybody, Hollywood to say, yeah. follow the science, right? Follow the science. But you're only giving us the vaccine. What about the hydroxychloroquine science? What about the ivermectin science? Yeah, that's that's fucking science, too, bro. But, but this is what we discussed earlier. This guy is coming out making some pretty bold statements. And, yeah. and like you said, that they were alarming. They are alarming. Yeah. And the problem that we have with modern culture right now is we don't have a person. We're not able to or capable or not allowed to have a debate. Give me another doctor who thinks that this is a great thing. The vaccine is really good. And this is why. And explain why. And let him say, I've seen heart that and let the other doctor say, nah, that's not true, man. You know, that's not true. And here's why. So, yes, no debate. So everybody should go listen to Byram uh, Bridal's presentation. Right. And it's maybe we can put a link in the rumble or something. I don't know. But he goes on to say that this is in a small amount of people and it's a risk versus reward for you. You have to decide. And he said, for most people, it's not that big of a risk. But if you're in that age group, like if you're 65 years old and plus Mm -hmm. and you have some comorbidities, you might want to get it because 
the the reward outweighs the risk because yep. the risk is so small, right? Because this only happens in a couple, you know, how many people have gotten the, the vaccine, right? We had this discussion. Millions. Millions. But how many people are getting these reactions? 128 million, I think, have got the vaccine. 60% of America's if I'm it's in that ballpark. Yeah. And so we had this, when we talked about this earlier, I was like, listen, 120 people million got it. We're not seeing people dropping dead right now. Yeah. Like, like crazy. And with anything, no matter what drug it is, you can watch any TV commercial and see that every drug has side effects and some are horrific side exactly, effects, yeah. death included. So yeah, but there's you, always you, risk. But here's the thing is you don't give children a drug that they don't need. You wouldn't, they give, don't you don't, it. you wouldn't give them heart medication. You wouldn't give them anti like no. cholesterol medication. You wouldn't give them any of that. And shit. that's the problem is that it's being forced. To, yeah. that, and if you're 60 and, or you're a healthcare worker and you're around people and you feel that this is what you great. Yeah. But the problem still and always will be for me that you're forcing this on people. That Absolutely. is the fucking problem. And you're not being honest. Yeah. Being, I have it's nothing scary, against man. a flu vaccine. You want to get a flu vaccine? I haven't got one. I couldn't. I can't tell you the last time I got a flu vaccine, bro. Yeah. But I can tell you I got COVID. And I can tell you that everybody that I've seen getting shots that are complaining about it. I mean, there's some. There's one person that's hand was like so fucking swollen, dude. Days. I seen yeah. them repeatedly and they're swollen. They were groggy. They were shit. I'm like, you literally, I told them, I was like, you literally have symptoms of COVID. And you did that to yourself. And you did it to yourself. Now, what blows my mind is that like, have you had the flu before, Chris? Nope. You never had the flu? I, uh, man, yeah. I've, okay, had, I've, had, I've had it once or twice in my history and it was fucking, ugh. It sucks, man. It sucked. You, you feel are, like you're going to die. You feel like you're going to die. You're in bed. You're uh, fucking. I've never had anything more than a cold. Well, see, you're lucky. Oh, you're a healthy son of a gun, dude. Wait until your kids bring it home. Yeah. <laughs> but the point is, is like the flu is bad. Yeah. COVID wasn't as bad as the flu in my, in my, uh, dealings with it. Gotcha. Uh, the other part of that was worse. I got to tell you the, uh, it led to pneumonia. Pneumonia right? was sucky and you guys could probably understand that. But my point is, is like, you're giving yourself COVID by getting this vaccine. Like, well, yeah, I mean, I know a person, I'm not going to say his name, but I know a person who lost their sense of taste and smell for three days when they got the vaccine. Uh-huh. And I was like, you had COVID, bro. I mean, I, you got a shot and you're all like, yeah, I got my shot. You got COVID that you can't taste and smell. It's exactly what I dealt with. And I didn't get a shot to do so. Yeah, you went to a COVID party. And now <laughs> I'm in a I, I believe firmly that I'm in a better position than almost anybody else has got a vaccine I because are, I yeah. have a natural immunity to the Fuck, I should have came over. Damn when it. it comes to mask guidelines, that doesn't matter. Well, I think yeah. that we need to have COVID parties. If I get it next time or you guys get it, you all need to hang out. Yeah. And just cough in each other's mouths like fucking some gay porn. Well, you video. won't get it at, at next time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, so here's the thing is uh, Big Ron, right? Big Ron. I was talking to Big Ron about depopulation or depopulation. And... Um, I've always wondered what the fuck, what, what is the reason? And now this is woo woo everybody. Okay. This is out there. Okay. okay Cause so, this is, okay. you got to think this is big Ron. Come on. Now <laughs> he talks about collective consciousness and the collective mind, right? Sure. And what happens when the population grows is you get that collective consciousness grows, right? The whole world mm-hmm. wakes yeah. up and then it's everybody kind of okay. coming together. Um, it's energy. It's all about energy. And he is always been saying that now I don't know if I don't know if I buy into this, but he's saying that the world is getting ready to go to the next cosmic level. Like everybody's density is going to rise. That one sentence (laughs) just took it to a whole nother level. (laughs) It did, dude. So I'm telling you, but listen to this. If you just follow the crazy timeline here and then just listen to the, the rationale here, he's saying that the world is going to wake up and. 
when we get to that next level consciousness, we'll be able to do stuff with our fucking minds. We'll be, and it's like so far out there. I'm like, okay, well, where's the evidence that this is actually going to happen? And has it ever happened before? When's the last time we actually shifted consciousness? Anyway, in order for that to happen, the energy of the earth and the movement has to be there. Yeah. If the population is not there, you don't have the energy, right? Because from your body, from my body, from Chris's body, we emanate heat. We emanate energy. Love. And when we're all mm. thinking the same thing and we all it? have babies. It's like and a menage a trois of fucking feelings right now. I'm just saying. <laughs> like this room is full of fucking shit. But maybe that's why they don't want the population to get so big because we can go to that next level, dude. We can fucking like, I can, you know, like how we're saying, I could just. Did you hear what I said? <laughs> no. I was staring right at you, bro. No. I, I was telecommunicating. No. Yeah, but that, that's just so a, it, that's an out there. that's a little woo-woo thing. It I, is a woo-woo. It is a woo-woo yeah. thing. My thing, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Now, I'm not, I like Big Ron. I think he's yeah. got, I think there's some valid statements to the energy. I do believe in that. I do believe yeah. that, like, energy kind of portrays itself into other people. For sure. Collective thinking. I'm all about that. I think, but what that does is it muddies the waters up for the it bigger does. picture. The bigger picture is, is with more people, you have more people against you if stuff goes bad. I think that is it. And especially 80, in America, dude. Yeah. What is it like the 80 year cycle of war? So it's like uh, every 80 years, the world a, war two and then 80, you know, it's like, well, it's not well, world war one was not that far behind. Uh, world war II. I know, but there's, there's a breakdown of like the civil war to uh, the whole thing. I mean, the yeah. revolutionary war, civil war, yeah. world war two, 80 years. We're up for another one. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're getting up to the well, same one. thing with the dollar. Like they're saying the so, dollar's going to collapse. We're up for a fucking war. We're up for everything. The fall of the the U.S. empire has always been a topic of discussion. Yeah, and it, and it should be because we're on the top of the fucking mountain right now. Yeah. For now. And, and it's and, never lasted this long like you were trying but to But I say. do think that, like, I don't know that it's intentional, and I'm not going to be the guy who's going to come out and say that all this is intentional to depopulate the, the world. But with a Green New Deal and other such things, yeah. yes, they want to limit what you have. They want to limit what you're able to get. They would like a lower population because they want that, a weaker population. A weaker population, and, and and on top of that, with war and other such things, yeah, you're going to have a lower population. But yeah. wouldn't it be a shame that you're you're giving out mass vaccines, which can lead to infertility? That to yeah. me is like that 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 to me is the scariest thing because the whole reason we're on this fucking earth is to reproduce. And, and have children and have them grow and make a better life for themselves and so on and so forth. But not only that, but the people who don't get the vaccine are going to be the ones reproducing. So it would be antithetical to their world idea, right? Yeah, I just think that in like 60 years, like there could just be a bunch of me and you and Chris laying around like, well, this is it, bro. Uh, so the best is yet to come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn. Well, I think that I was going to say, I mean, that doesn't sound too bad. Yeah. But so maybe they're trying because this seems so fucking desperate, right? Like we saw the West Virginia governor with his dog saying, get the vaccine for my doggy. And then everybody's pushing this. Biden calling for a month of millions of dollars. And they're they're pushing this so fucking hard, man. So it it tells me that they're desperate. They need to do this now. For some reason, they have to do it now. I don't know why. I don't know why that is. But yeah, the idea that you're going to give a 12 year old who is in the development stages of their life. Yeah. A drug that you are not 100% sure of what the effects are. Yes. Should be fucking illegal. So I listened to a clip of a girl, a a woman, and I told, I talked to Chris about this. So a woman called a pharmacist, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, she had a pre-planned agenda. You could tell by the tone of her voice, what she was saying. 
She called the pharmacist. She said, hey, I'm looking for COVID-19 vaccines. He goes, yes, we have several kind of variety in stock. You know what I mean? Yep. And she goes, I want the one with this SM-102 or whatever the fuck it is. She, he goes, okay, let me, uh, I'll, let me, I'll be right back. I'm going to put you on hold. And then when he put her on hold, she's like, can't fucking believe this. Put me on hold. Son of a bitch. I'll show him, you know, that kind of attitude. So, Karen so I'm like, attitude. okay, she's already got like this fucking whatever against him. Anyway, well, he comes, doesn't help her cause. No. And so he comes back saying, okay, yeah, we got the one that you're looking for. It's right here. She goes, oh yeah. Well, you know that SM 102 is a fucking poison, right? And you're just giving that to people. You're just going to give it to me if I ask for it. He goes, well, I, I did not know it was a poison and I don't I see any literature on that. And then also that I'm just doing what corporate says. We're, we're selling this product. If you want it as a consumer, you can come buy it from me and I will give it to you. Yeah. And she goes, what? You don't even know what's in these fucking vaccines. He goes, well, no, the, the insert that this comes with is blank. She goes, are you fucking kidding me? He goes, no, he, he's like, you open up the insert and it says this page is left intentionally blank. So the pharmacists don't know what's in this. And I remember an interview with Bill Gates saying people shouldn't know what's really in this because it's not real. That wouldn't really. It's irrelevant. It's more of a they're they're trying to say it's more of a not copyright, but trademark type of thing. Right. But that's not how medicine works, man. You got to know what's in the ingredients and pharmacists are prescribing this to 12 year olds not knowing what's in it. And that was her thing It's like. Morally, you can do this. You can prescribe something to a child and you don't know what's in it. And you're not going to step up for that, saying that this is wrong. You know what I mean? I'm not saying, once again, that vaccines are bad. But I am going to say, like, this pharmacist or other pharmacists have a duty. Fuck their jobs. They have a duty to, like, take actions when they see stuff that is not right. Yeah, it's like the it's hip- like we say with Hippocratic cops. Oath, right? Yeah, we talk about with cops, man. Yeah. If you're doing something, you raise your hand to be a police officer and you're going to honor the Constitution and people's rights. And you need to fucking do that yeah. at all costs, even if it means losing your job. And there was that document, The Pharmacist, on Netflix. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it was about the opi- opioid addictions. Uh, There's a pharmacist whose son died from opioid addiction and he went on a fucking... He went on a campaign, bro, to find out like all these uh, these like Damn. little backdoor like, you know, when people fill out like it's a fake doctor clinic that fill out these things for yeah. Oxycontin and shit back and forth. Yeah, he you have to do that. We need people like that. Yeah. And so it's it's in all aspects. You need people to step up and do what's right. Right. So when you're when you're saying something and you you have a product, everybody's you, you know, the government. Yeah. Hollywood. Everybody's telling you to go get this thing and no one deserves to see what's in it. Yeah. I think that, uh, you know, if they weren't pushing this as hard as they were, I'd say this is really just part of the uh, evolution of this drug. Yeah. Because um, we don't know what's going to happen, but the fact that they're forcing people to take it or wanting people to take it in the the numbers, that's the alarming part. And now, Hey, like everything else. And maybe it's come out by now. I don't know if anybody has the insert to these vaccines, let us know. Absolutely. I mean, maybe we're wrong. You know, I just that's the thing is we're not fully anti-vaccine. It's just this one is extremely fucking rushed, man. And it's being pushed. That is the the thing is our liberty is being infringed because they're saying you must take this. Yeah. And some people have to take it for their job. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's the thing is like I don't know how long the flu vaccine's been out. I mean, when did that come out? When did the flu vaccine come out? A while ago, yeah. Chris, you know when the flu vaccine came out? Can you look that up? The reason I say that is because it's been in circulation for a while. Yeah. And now at this point, you kind of have seen the effects and some of the effects. And obviously, there we, we talked about this, which I wish we could have got into more. But there's actually yeah. programs that you can get money if you have a ailment from a vaccine. Mm-hmm. And you can't necessarily sue them directly. Like you Pfizer. can't sue the drug manufacturer, but you can get compensated through government through government programs. something yeah. yeah so my point is is like you we have a flu vaccine there have been people who claim like yeah i've had ailments from it i've had situations even death yeah but so many people have got it that you kind of expect that there's going to be some side effects and even some death in some situations you know yeah and but that, it's needless it's, it, it's well, needless yeah i, mean, I just depending on your risk category right so uh, it's risk know. versus reward people always have to put that in the into consideration before they do anything and so sure but i'm saying you're gonna have issues like there's gonna be issues like sometimes it's gonna happen you shouldn't botch an entire program because two out of a you know twenty thousand have a real bad issue with it yeah or what i I made that number up but but exactly it's your this is new that that's the issue that this is so new and it's so unfigured out that like the the idea of us pushing out is, is nuts to me exactly so i would just say do research. We need to have more yeah. debate on this. We need to have this doctor and other doctors coming out talking about the pros and the cons. Absolutely. Because it's really about the pros and the cons. Yeah. The flu vaccine came out in the 40s. Oh, boy. Who knew? But I'm just saying, like, the <laughs> 40s, you're talking about generational now, yeah, right? Yeah. You're talking about, like, generations. And then you're going to have people be like, what well, causes cancer? It causes uh, whatever, yeah. maybe. Prove it. I mean, I, I'm just saying it's there. We've seen the effects. We know if the, we can make our own decision now. We yeah. know. But this is not the same. This is not the same. And, and yep. we're not allowed to speak about it. That's the problem. It could be the best thing ever. This COVID vaccine could be the greatest thing ever created. But you're not allowed to discuss it and come to that conclusion. You're left in the dark. And that's the problem with it. Yeah. Is that we can't make that decision based off of little information or forced information. Agreed. All right. Well, yes, this was a great discussion. Thank you, everybody, for joining uh, Risky Business number two. Number two. Chris? Correction, 1937 was the first one. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, we like, again, right. we do these episodes because this is stuff we can't discuss on exactly. YouTube. We're going to get banned if we talk about this on YouTube. Yeah. And we want to be able to have this, have a separate little thing. There we go. Quick. If you like comment. this on uh, iTunes or whatever podcast thing you listen to, uh, leave a review. Like it, star it, whatever yeah. you want to do. All right. Yeah, man. I just think do what you got to do for you. Exactly. And don't for- let anybody force you to do something. My body, my choice. to do. Absolutely. All right. Chris, good good episode. Dave, till next time. Keep it risky. Oh, yeah. Risky business. Oh, yeah. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.